Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Ben Yunker, co-founder and CEO of Craftsman's Choice in St. Michael, Minnesota. Many of our roundtable members have grown their companies to eight-figure businesses. It's not an easy feat. Growth and scale do not inherently go hand in hand. Ben is here to provide some tips and tools to overcome growth and scale challenges on your journey to a profitable eight-figure remodeling business. And we'll hear all about them in just a second. At last, we meet for the first time for the last time. Well, we're waiting. Hi, I'm Victoria Downey, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Well, hello. Hi there. How are you doing today? It's a pretty good day. Good. It's a little cold still. Oh, shoot. I keep forgetting that this isn't going to be air. It, it like might still today. be cold when it is. God, I hope knows. not. Yeah. I hope not. I hope it's warm by then. Yeah, uh, I'm ready for spring weather. So we are in the midst of all of our various roundtable group meetings right now. And uh, man, there's what, like 20, 30 groups all meeting this week and last week and next week. It's really nutso time for us here at Remodelers Advantage. Yep. And I'm sure a lot of them are talking about, how can I take that next step? That is exactly right. I just attended <laughs> a couple of meetings myself and it's so much fun to hear the the passion and all that goes into growing these businesses and the dedication. So I'm excited about our guest today. Yeah, this is going to be good. Shall we kick it off? Actually, no. Before we do that, why don't we announce the winner of the drawing we announced last week or oh, the week before? That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the drawing or, or should I do the drawing live? Oh, do the drawing live. Okay, let's do the drawing. Let's do the drawing. Click 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 and the winner is rich wright of creative contracting Woo-hoo! in uh north wales pa yes. so congratulations rich we'll uh we'll drop that saw in the mail heck that's probably gonna cost us like 300 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and it might be better to drive it up there yeah. i don't know <laughs> all right well so congratulations rich so now can we kick it off go ahead and kick something all right. <laughs> ben Yonker is the co-founder and CEO of Craftsman's Choice, an exterior specialty company based in St. Michael, Minnesota. In 2021, Ben wrote the book, The Minnesota Homeowner's Guide to Exterior Siding, which is now an Amazon number one bestseller in the home improvement category. Welcome, Ben. Thank you. Thanks so much for being with us. No problem. So tell me a little bit about how you got started in this business. Well, like uh, some of uh, the others in this industry, uh, a series of bad life choices left me, uh, led me to be uh, on a roofing crew. And um, <laughs> that's a tough job. I figured out that that's probably not what I wanted to do that for the rest of my life. So um, looked at the siding guys and the siding guys looked like they had it a little easier. And so uh, went to a siding crew and after working you know, with different contractors, uh, figured out that a lot of the guys that I was working for um, weren't that much smarter than me and didn't really have it put together. So we uh, started a company and, <clears throat> and uh, you know, got uh, strapped on our rollerblades, started putting out some flyers and doing some uh, guerrilla marketing that way and uh, became a, a siding company. So how long have you been in business? We started in, in 1998. 
So Okay. All right. Great. Good. So you've been around for a while and well steps. You're a, a James Hardy per, uh, company, right? Correct. Yeah. And that, you know, the, the, the James Hardy story is, uh, is pretty good as well. We had a contractor that sold a job with this fiber cement siding and, and he had no idea how to put it on. And so he came to us and, uh, we struggled our way through it, but during that process, we realized that this is kind of where the future of, uh, of siding is going and, and got in touch with the James Hardy people. And at that time there was a $750 buy-in to their preferred remodeler program. And that was a huge business decision for us at that point. You know, that was, that was a lot of money early in our, uh, in our company, but it's, it's proved to be a worthwhile investment. So at this point, how many jobs a year do you do in, in your company? Uh, about 175. And how many staff members do you have? We have 12 employees and then various subcontractors. All right, great. So you've been growing your business all along, right? We have. Has it, has, yep. has it been a pretty steady uptick in, you know, always growing or have you had some stumbles along? Uh, the, the overall tra- trajectory has been... Uh, upwards, but we have built in some plateau years. So one of the things that uh, I've seen being in the business is is companies that uh, outsell their ability to produce. And so we've intentionally pulled back the reins on some marketing and some things a couple of years in there just to find out where those gaps are in staffing, in uh, production. Do we need to add another sales guy? Um, you know, the the constant growth is 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 good, but in our case, I just wanted to be able to make sure we didn't outpace uh, what we could produce. So, were you learning on the fly? For you know, you you started out after coming being on a cruise. You started it started your business with your partner, and then did you sort of learn what you were doing as you went along? Absolutely, yeah. We got to um, in two thousand fourteen. Uh, I bought my business partner out and that, that helped me to focus on, you know, key aspects of our company with staffing and uh, creating a repeatable process and implementing a CRM, those kinds of things. It really, you know, we had shared a lot of duties at that point. Um, and so I was able to figure out like, what do I need to focus as a business owner on and what can I delegate um, to, to those around me? So as you've been growing and adding staff members and doing all the things you have to do, what would you say are like two or three of the most important lessons you learned about growing a business like yours? I think one is to, to keep a pulse on what's happening in the field. Um, you know, sometimes I think we get too insulated um, when we're working on marketing and sales all the time that we forget that we're in the business of uh, rehabbing people's homes. And so there's things that the guys are going through on the site that maybe aren't making it all the way back to us that we need to be aware of. Um, You know, another thing would be uh, if you have a system, is there accountability built into that system to where if, if, if something doesn't happen, you're aware that it happens. So it's not happening, you know, small things like putting a job sign on the job site, you know, do you have a job sign in every job? And if you don't, do you have a way as a business owner to know that that happens? That's not happening. 
Ben, I'm curious. I want to go back. You, you, you had an interesting phrase there where you said you built in some plateau years. How far out is your plan? Is it, do you have like a three-year or five-year plan and, and you're building in certain points in there where, okay, this is not going to be a growth year by intent? So early in our business, uh, it was a five-year plan. Um, we've gone to a three-year plan uh, since then. And I'm okay with smaller growth now if, uh, if I can increase profitability. So, you know, we're at a point where revenue, um, versus profitability, uh, revenue is, is less of a metric for me than, than profitability. So if I can squeeze more, um, out of each job that I, that I go to, I, I now have the ability and the tools to, to actually track some of those, uh, those things a lot better than, we did when we were, um, you know, writing estimates on the back of a, a right. material supply bill. All right. Yeah, revenue tends to be kind of a vanity number, right? I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at net profit, you know, I tend to look at net profit as a percentage. But if you're not growing revenue, are you looking at just or, or keeping revenue the same, but growing the percentage? Or are you looking at dollars? I'm looking at uh, at dollars per project. So. You know, if I can do, let's say this year we do 175 jobs and, and we do 10 million. If I can do 150 jobs next year and do 11 million, I mean, got it. that's less, you know, less stress on my guys. That's, you know, fewer customers, fewer warranty issues. They're just less going to that. So if we can have the ability to target bigger jobs or squeeze more out of the existing customers that we're in front of, um, that's kind of our focus right now. What technologies and digital marketing investments have helped you succeed or any marketing investments? Because, you know, one of the things that's so different about a specialty contractor and the number of jobs you have to do and the design build folks is that you're way more a marketing and sales machine. I mean, that's if you had a 50 percent close ratio, I don't know what your close ratio is, but that's a lot of leads, a lot of calls, all that stuff. So what have you what technologies and marketing have really made the difference for you? So. Uh, technology uh, on the technology side would be our CRM contractors cloud. That's, uh, that's really helped us to be able to scale. Um, it's also helped us on the referral side to be able to um, access that, all that information. There's automated emails and things that we can send out from there. Um, you know, as far as uh, digital tools for marketing, it's all about our website. Um, and then we've really changed um, from, you know, the pay-per-click type of deal. Like I don't need clicks, I need leads. And so going to uh, really honing in on, on the SEO part of that and finding the right guy, uh, you know, it's, it's, I get inundated probably eight to 10 emails a day from people promising, promise me all kinds of uh, SEO options, but I'm okay with being that resource for customers. So building our website. So as they're researching uh, colors, as they're researching projects, they keep coming back to us and using us as a, a resource rather than I'm ready to buy click, you know? Okay. All right. Great. So you, the more information you can give people on the website, they keep coming back until they're ready to buy. Yeah. And in, in our uh, segment of the exterior 
business. It's, it's at the top, the top end there. So a lot of our customers, this isn't something where, you know, on a Thursday, they decide that they're going to do siding. They have somebody out the next week who hammers on them and gives them first inspection savings and all these sales games. You know, it's a process, they're research. They have, they probably have a siding 2022 folder in their, uh, in their desk. They've been researching. And so if I can catch them earlier in that funnel, I'm okay with that. And just be that resource that, you know, that they keep coming back to and like, wow, these craftsman's choice guys keep popping up here and there. And then, then hopefully they call. Well, tell me about the, the work it took and the rationale be- behind the book, the, uh, the Minnesota homeowner's guide to exterior siding. So the book was uh, an idea from our our website guy. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be the most boring book on Amazon. <laughs> really like a, <laughs> a book about, uh, about siding. But the, you know, the goal there is to become the expert in your, uh, in your field. And I've been surprised at um, the amount of homeowners that, you know, will take a book or we have an we have access to it when they sign up uh, for a lead on our website to download it, and I would say eighty five percent of the, the the people that send in a lead download the download the book. So that's awesome. Yeah. So it was worth the effort. How long did it take you to create that? Uh, it was it was a series of uh, edited blog posts. So you know we kind of had that in mind as we started the blog posts, um, that that was going to kind of be the base. And then we, we took those and edited them. So, you know, it was a course of probably eight, nine months. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're selling the book on Amazon, but you're, you're offering it for free on, on your website for leads. Yeah. It's, it's not a, a revenue generator. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that gives, but see, that's great. Cause that gives it value where the homeowner is seeing that, well, other people got to buy it on Amazon and, and gee, I can get it for free here. This is great. Yeah. We also had at, uh, at trade shows, uh, if, when people sign up for an estimate, we give, uh, give it out there. So, uh, it has a lot about the process of buying and how, you know, most people will reside their home once in their life. They need, they, they don't know, uh, know that what that process looks like. And most of the stories they've heard from their friends, are usually horror stories, right? They don't, they don't say, Oh yeah, everything went great. You know, it was, Oh my gosh, the dumpster was in my grass or, you know, all the different yep. things that happen, you know, can happen during a remodeling project. So you're running this high growth business. You're moving along. You got marketing in place. You're establishing yourself as a leader in your field. And lately last several years, there've been some brand new challenges you've had to face. What are some of the things that that occur to you when you think about the last couple of years and how did you overcome some of those challenges? Well, I know, you know, with the, the pandemic, uh, what was it early March, 2020, it, it, you know, we were all like, what is going to happen? And so we had a sit down as a business and we had everybody, um, you know, on, uh, <clears throat> on the line and, and we had to figure out, you know, what we were, what we were going to do. And so, um, you know, I set the guys at ease. We had a pretty good buildup of, uh, we were, we were good financially. So, so there wasn't going to be any layoffs, but at that time we started, um, looking into zoom and virtual meetings. We'd already, uh, explored some of those digital, um, 
digital ways to talk to customers. So it wasn't a huge jump for us where other guys, you know, we're, we're kind of scrambling. Right. Um, lately the supply chain issues are, you know, our biggest headache and price increases. I, I you know, yeah. I would say it's once a week we get price increases. And so that's been challenging to make sure that we're pricing things effectively so that we can either absorb those, um, or, you know, uh, the ones that we have to pass on to our customers, what's the most effective way to, to, to do that. But it's also been a sales tool. You know, I, I think most, um, it's gotten people to act sooner than they maybe would because they realize this is as cheap as this project's ever going to be. So from a supply chain point of view, let's say you sign a client, they sign the contract, you've priced it out, but then you can't get your materials. And by the time they get to you, the price has gone up again. Does that happen? Or are you locked in once you, once the client has signed the contract, you have the materials on hand, you're ready to rock? So most of our, a lot of this is, you know, how organized are you in your preparation for this project? And so we have agreements with our, uh, with our vendors. As soon as the job signed, they want that uh, material order as soon as possible. They get it into their warehouse. We're price protected on that. Okay. Um, and so that hasn't been uh, uh, as much of a problem as people that, you know, hesitate to make decisions. And, you know, sometimes two weeks can mean, five, 10, $15,000. And, you know, we, we're not the pushy sales guys, but we've had to say, look, I'm, this isn't a sales tactic. I'm serious. This is, you know, you, you need to make a decision or you know, be prepared. Yeah. Okay. So when you work with or talk to other contractors, what are some of the things that you have seen that they are struggling with? I think the biggest thing is uh, being so focused and so inundated in their, in their business that they don't know how to take that next step. And so, you know, they want to create that repeatable process, but they don't have a system in place to, to figure out what that is to the point where they just don't take the next step. They, they stay at three to $4 million. They're doing everything. They have no work-life balance. They're making good money, but at, at what cost? Right. And um, so it, you know, it's, it's kind of scary at that point, especially if you don't have the, you know, the background for in, you know, a business degree or those kinds of things. So when you started to develop your system, repeatable system to get the same results every time, like a McDonald's sort of, mm -hmm. what, how did you do that? Did you get a, did you subscribe to a specific type of management system? How did you develop that? We, it, it, it was great timing. It was right uh, 2014, after I, uh, bought my business partner out, it, there was like three weeks here in Minnesota where it was 20 below. So mm -hmm. all the guys, we, I, we brought all the guys from our newest hire, uh, our subcontractors, we all crunched for, you know, at different times, uh, in our conference room. And we just wrote down everything that we wanted to happen on, on the job. Um, and then we were able to, with this CRM that we use, ensure that those things happen. There's, you know, different milestones that it goes through. There's documents that need to be uploaded or it won't go any further. Um, and it really helped us to create that and it's customizable and, and changeable. So, you know, as the business has, has changed, we've, we've been able to add things to that. So, so it's a group whole... effort. Okay, great. All right, good. Thank you. That's great. Hey, Ben, how about we ask you some questions about Ben? How's that sound? Sure. <laughs> All right, let's do the lightning round. 
And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage Lightning Round. It's a trap! Let's put 60 seconds on the clock. What is your favorite business book and why? Uh, it's called The Age of Speed uh, by Vince Pacente. It talks about being able to uh, adjust and on the fly and, and, uh, and move fast quickly. If you weren't a remodeler, what do you think you'd be doing? Probably be a teacher. What are you not very good at? I'm, I'm not very good at staying on task. Your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? Uh, my desk. What's your biggest pet peeve? Slow driving in the left lane. <laughs> Have you been told you look like someone famous? Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> What's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, the Green Mile. Oh, I just watched that the other day. Besides the fact it's amazingly long, it is a good movie. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Thank you. This has been great, Ben. I really appreciate you being here and sharing some of the experiences you've had growing your business. But before we let you go, I want you to share with our listening audience your five words of wisdom and why they resonate with you. Surround yourself with trustworthy people. As I've built my business um, you know, having the right people around me that just won't tell me what I want to hear that I, I can trust that are going to give me the straight dope has been vital because as an owner uh, and uh, you get insulated a little bit and it's good to have those trusted people around you that can, can give it to you straight and they're looking out for you. Great. That's wonderful. Good, good, solid advice there. Again, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. And if people wanted to find out more about, they'd go to your website and maybe check out your book. Yep. The website, craftsmanschoice.com. And there's a link to the to the book in there. All right. Great. Thank you so much. You're going to get some bad leads now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are. A lot of people are going to be checking that out. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ben. We appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. Great. Thank you. You know, it's kind of interesting to talk to someone in an exterior specialty company, talk about not being a high-pressure salesperson. I mean, I know it's just the, the reputation, I guess, that folks in that field have. Well, he technically – well, yeah, I guess he did say they're not high-pressure sales, but right. it's kind of funny because it, it does seem like a tactic if you're a homeowner. If you don't sign now, the price is going up. But Except it's, it's you know, 100% true right people now. can see it everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. I think. So it's pretty appropriate. So that's a really positive spin on this whole situation, right? It's it's a, yeah. a sales tool for them. Yeah. That's a cool little tip right there in and of itself. Right. And I think the, the idea of writing a book to help marketing is, I mean, great. And then, you know, just being on this and sharing some of his tactics, that's another marketing approach too, right? Yeah, absolutely. You see what That's how it works, right? you now, when this post, when this uh, episode goes live, he can post it on his website, and he can show that he's got uh, authority in the space, and that helps Google say, "Hey, look at this guy; he's he's an authority figure," and it's going to give his website some some positive SEO push and bumps, and it's that's how you do it, man. Well, and not only is Google going to see him as an authority, but anybody that spots the book. It's right. going to automatically say, oh, wow, he's an author. He's you an know? author. He's on podcasts. Right. And so that's that's definitely a, it gives you a leg up for over your competition who's just not. Right. Right. Things, right. I mean, it's, it's like an automatic trust. Right. So it's awesome. And to, you know, grow a business um, up to that eight figures is 
pretty nice. Always I, is. And I love to focus on profit, profit. not revenue. Yeah, revenue's mm-hmm. vanity number, right? Yep, yep, for so, sure. That was great. We want to thank Ben for being here and sharing uh, these growth tips with us. And of course, we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. I am Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next time. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.